0: This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother.
1: Welcome to episode two of the Patriot's Dynasty podcast. This week we have everybody. We've got uh, Mike Mello. How you
2: doing, Mike? Uh, doing, doing splendid. How are you doing, man? Ooh, splendid.
1: I'm, I'm doing very well. Much better now that I've been talking to you. Wow, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> We've also got Steve Brown with us today. In the middle of dinner, I think. Steve, how's it going? Amazing.
0: What are you eating for dinner? Uh, those burgers we had. Last weekend we were up here.
1: The same ones, or did you cook more?
0: Well, that was my question. They were. I didn't. We didn't cook all of them, so I'm just cooking the rest of them. Oh, okay. I was just making sure you didn't. It would cook have been a better story weekend.
2: if it was the same ones. Yeah, it would have been better. That's all right.
1: And last, but definitely not least, on the phone we have uh, Greg Brown. How's it going, Greg?
3: It's going just great, Andy.
1: Nice. It's nice to have you here for this one.
3: I'm glad to be here the inaugural
1: yeah. episode. Yeah, we'll call this the inaugural episode, too. It's fine. <laughs> we we didn't do them before. It's okay. You didn't miss anything. Game-wise, you didn't miss anything because the Bengals game was rough. Yeah, I watched that. It, it was a very familiar feeling, I think, was the consensus of uh, futility, especially down at the end of the game. Yeah. But I believe at the end of that episode, Mike... Made a, a bold a bold statement that nine um, eleven was the reason for the Patriots
2: dynasty. I comment, don't, Mike? I don't know if that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I what like I think got the gist. Gist was, if nine eleven didn't happen, the dynasty would have never happened. Is my point. Yeah, so pretty hard to say exactly what you just said. So yeah, I'm standing by that. You just called Mo Lewis nine eleven. I mean, <laughs> look, these are, hi, no comment, you know?
1: Off <laughs> to a rousing start. But I, I love
2: mean, it. We could, we could also say, right? Like, if they played the Panthers, that might have not happened, right? So, True. I'm not saying that it is a direct correlation. Okay, don't don't take it that way. I am just saying, if 9 11 did not happen, Tom Brady would not be our quarterback. I mean, he might be playing for the freaking Colts for all we know. That's true. Well, the 49ers. Right. So that's my point. You don't need to spin it. Okay?
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think there's probably something to that. Maybe we'll get into it further down the road and see, um, like, how the Panthers were at the beginning of the season. Because I know at the end of the season, they got their doors blown off by the Pages, But I think they kind of given up on the year by that point. So maybe it does change things.
2: See, that's all I'm saying. I'm with you, Mike. I mean, the whole yeah. narrative changed. Plus, I mean, here's the other thing. I, I don't, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, right? But the Patriots, oh the Patriots <laughs> are playing the Jets after 9-11. I mean, I don't know, man. The New York Yeah. Yeah. It just seems a little fishy. We're all Patriots at the end of the year. I mean, I'm not going to say that sports is scripted, but if it were, Bob Kraft is an opportunist, and I do not stand by that.
1: And and weren't weren't the pages playing the Rams and the Ram is a uh, a Muslim figurehead or something? I remember seeing that pop up.
2: I I did happen. see that frequently as well. I don't know; it seemed a little too opportunistic, in my opinion. But hey, uh, this is the Patriots uh, dynasty. But you think you would
1: think that if it was scripted, the 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 Patriots wouldn't have lost to Jets from New York, right?
2: Um, I don't know, but the, on the I feel nose. like around that era, yeah. And the the Patriots, you know, we're all Patriots, right? Uh, right. The whole Bob Kraft thing. I think. I New don't Yorkers. know. I mean, if I were going to like tie together the uh, the country, I would probably do it around the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it, but you think you may also do it around one of the New York teams as well,
2: so. Yeah, but they just didn't have the talent, did they? Maybe that's what 2007 was. <laughs> oh, it could have been a little redemption there. Yeah, just a
1: long game.
3: Fair change. You got to educate yourself. Loose change, whatever that, you know, that conspiracy documentary.
2: That oh, yeah. Familiar. And Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. You got to check those out.
3: Yep. <laughs> got to educate yourself. Back
1: to <laughs> oh. Is this where you call me sheeple?
3: Exactly
2: i don't know but i mean in all seriousness uh you know 9-11 i was reading like some of the uh the articles that you had uh, available to us and just kind of looking it over i mean it is pretty uh pretty devastating I and mean, you could even tell like how do you even write about it I and mean, how do you write about sports after something like that happens so yeah um i mean I know that there's a debate between leagues on like if games should be played or when they should be played. But at the same time, the country can't stop for that kind of stuff. And I think that overall the country, New York, the leagues, they all kind of did what they could to kind of rally everything. So
1: yeah. Cause um, for the listeners that don't know what we do behind the scenes, I, I put together old clippings of the Boston globe. And so for this one, I put together like the day after September 11th, like the sports section. And that that was the argument was, you know, do you keep going? Do you play the games this weekend or do you not and like push everything off? So, of course, obviously they push it off one week, which is why instead of playing the Panthers, they skipped a week, put the Panthers at the end of the season and then played the Jets the week after. Um, But even then it happened, right? The only time that the that's whatever happened to the season has been moved around until the week. Um, I'm wondering if it happened back in like the strike shortened era. I think mm. that'd be the only other time I could think of, but f- the only time that since we've
2: been alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty
3: interesting too, watching like the Andrews brothers, like that one, that one had me going with the fields, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty although, powerful. Yeah.
3: It, I didn't expect it to as much because it's been so long, but it definitely hit me somewhere.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, dude. And then like, how about, I mean, I wrote this guy's name down. He's like a mass state trooper, but Dan Clark sort of yes. like led the national anthem and he went through like this whole, it was like part performance art, part like history lesson, talking yeah. about like sort yeah. of our country, our country and the national anthem. But I thought that was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I was riveted the whole time. Yeah, And even uh, before that, they, they started the whole programming with um, New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani talking about you know unity and New York and strength and all that stuff. It's interesting to see that side of him, especially what he's become these days. But he was very That's eloquent, I thought. Point. And then they moved on to that whole extended national anthem. It was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, like Greg said, I wasn't expecting to be hit that hard by it because it's been so long. But it was, uh, like even the moment of silence felt longer than. Any moment of silence
2: you hear anymore. Did you see uh,
3: the Lionel Richie thing?
2: No. No, I, I missed that.
3: I watched it through YouTube and they had like some extended opening and they had like Lionel Richie doing like a piano song solo type thing. It was ridiculous.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, right after Rudy, I think, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I forgot about that.
3: Yeah. So my question was going to be. Who would you, who would you have do it in today's day and age? If you had like a national tragedy and you got to pick, like the songbird of our generation, who you got going out there?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
3: Lil Uzi, you think?
2: Taylor King Swift, King? maybe.
0: Yeah, Taylor yeah, Swift gotta, could
2: gotta, be, uh, you know, but she could be classy. So California. probably somebody in country music, I would think. Lil Xan? No. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Springsteen,
3: dude. He'd be perfect.
2: Oh, you're right. Yeah. But he's not like lot? really. Yeah.
3: Everybody loves him, knows his songs.
2: I mean, he's kind of not our generation, though. He's like way back there anyway. I'd say Tom. Yeah, but you still know like... his song, though, right?
3: The what?
1: You still know his songs.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a classic, but I thought we were talking about today. Like the classics of today For yeah, tomorrow.
1: Is he still even Springsteen still alive? I don't know. I feel like we're entering dark territory here. (laughs) A little bit.
3: (laughs) What about uh, Adele? Adele could work.
2: Oh, good one. Yep. Yep. That's not a bad one. Hopefully, uh, this uh, you know we never have to address this uh, ever moving forward. Would that be clear? But
0: I love how this podcast off to a very patriot centric start here. It sure is.
2: Yeah, this is about football, guys.
1: Well, I mean, you kind of have to talk about this because this is like the mood going into this game was super patriotic.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's also crazy just looking back because, I mean, at the time, I mean, I was, you know, in college and, you know, what the hell you know, you don't know anything when you're in college. Right. So yeah. I don't know. So like, I, I quite understood like exactly what was happening at that time. I know there was a confusion as to like, you know, who was behind it and like what this whole thing was. So looking back oh, yeah. now, I mean, you definitely have a different perspective on the whole thing for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Did you notice that they, they don't refer to it as nine 11 either? Cause it's like, it happened last week. So I wonder also, refers if that, to it as,
2: like, like, last week. <laughs> oh,
3: that, whatever. That's always kind of interesting. It's like, when does it, that know, that name become, like, a unanimous the, thing?
1: The date, yeah. Hmm,
2: that's a good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder when that happened. I wonder if it was on the one-year anniversary of, like, this is the date it happened. This is
2: the date that's yeah, going that's, to live down in infamy.
3: Right, yeah, that would make sense. Like, a year on, you're, like, nine eleven. yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean in 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 like adding to Greg's question like what how do you guys feel about how they they went with this like what what do you think the ideal situation would be to um sort of pay respects and kind of let the country heal a little bit before going back to it I mean do you think that it's a right to just get back into playing these games
1: uh I think it's a balancing act and I think even even when they were playing this game like in the the papers they were people on both sides of it's like yeah well there's just the nfl is just getting back into it because they don't want to lose any money and the other half is like yeah we need to get back into this because we can't let you know terrorists dictate our lives and we just need to get back to doing what we're doing so i think they walked a fine enough balance i'm sure there was shady shit going on in terms of like they were trying to get um whoever was using the What's the, the stadium in New Orleans? The Superdome at the time? They were trying to get uh-huh. whoever was using it the weekend after the original Super Bowl to move their shit. Oh, uh, right. So there was kind of like some some of that stuff going on. So the, uh, I think there was some like the
2: NFL doesn't want to lose any money
1: sort of things happening.
2: Right. I mean, it's a catch-22 though because in one sense, I mean, it's sort of like the evil empire where you're talking about they just want to make money but then it's also like, you know, we're capitalist society and if we do allow that to kind of change our behaviors then what are we doing right exactly
3: yeah I'm, I'm strongly in that camp of like the point of terrorism is to fuck up your you know your shit and make you overreact so it's like that's basically giving into what they why they did it
0: you know
1: right mm-hmm. and the fact that we're still taking our shoes off to get on airplanes is, yeah exactly kind of points yeah it's a you. fair point not me. Pre-check, bro. Huh. Oh, so that's how the other half lives, I guess. Must be nice. It is. <laughs> All right, then. I guess it's just me. Assholes. <laughs> now, the one thing I I did catch was that um, I know Greg touched on the Andrewsie brothers. So the whole family actually going out there because the dad was there too, right?
2: But oh, yeah.
1: We're saying that that was Robert Kraft's idea, which I thought
2: was kind of cool. It is. And it was also, I mean, I don't know, because it's always a debate with like entertainment and these spectacles of like, like you said, how much is opportunity versus how much is heartfelt, but just at least not even talking about craft or whatever, but just seeing the family, seeing how they yeah. spoke. I mean, that was like really um, just amazing to see their reaction, how much they did love the country, how much they were felt And I mean, all of them are from New York, if I'm not mistaken. So.
1: Yeah. Cause they were all, uh, or at least a couple of them were firefighters in the New York fire department.
2: Mm-hmm. I think they
0: did something in the Super Bowl as well. Like something similar.
1: Yeah. That's, that sounds familiar. But yeah, I think, and one of the, cause they interviewed them like towards the end of the game, the bro, like the brothers on the sideline, like as the game was going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they said that one of the brothers, like nine eleven, was his first day on the force.
2: Oh, I think. Yeah. Ridiculous. I think something like that. Yeah. It's insane.
1: And the other one was like, he was actually on the scene like ten minutes before the the tower fell, or the tower collapsed, and so like it makes a lot of sense that they, of all people, were there and were the ones being uh, celebrated at this. Like they were the face of it. That that kind of made sense because they also had the connection to football, obviously. But mm. like it wasn't like they just pulled some randos out of the out of the stands because there was some like generic connection like these guys actually work legit
2: when the uh who was the commissioner was it Taglibu, Tagli, however you're... yes i believe so yeah so i mean we could probably wager that goodell might not handle it as classy i don't know that's just a gut feeling
1: <laughs> well i mean there was a whole bunch of stuff swirling around tagliaboo about how he didn't want to cancel the games that weekend too and the oh, as he did that. is because the Jets uh, threatened to just not play regardless if they held the games mm-hmm. or not, like the, all the players. So they weren't going to play, so then he canceled it.
0: What do you think Adele would have done if he was in charge?
1: Oh, he would have fucked it up somehow. Found a
0: way.
2: I mean, he probably would have suspended Brady for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's my guess. Yeah,
1: that's dark, but I, I kind of like it.
2: I mean, I'm just going by the past, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's kind of get into a bit of the game then. Now that we've we've beaten the the dead horse of 911, which is a great way to start this. A couple things uh, I know. In the last episode, we talked about the replacement referees, which I completely forgotten about, and now I know why. It was because, uh the NFL sorted out the referee situation real fast after 9-11 happened. So they had the regular refs back in this game. Not that I thought you could really tell because I don't think they were very good, but um, the other generic game thing was that the commentators for this game were Dick Enberg and Dan Dierdorf, which I Mm -hmm. found offensive personally because out of every commentator that I've ever listen to do a, a football game. I think Dan Dadorf is easily the worst.
0: we still got a job. It's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> he was so bad. I, I, I started just tracking all the things that they got wrong. And then I got so angry that I just stopped doing it.
2: <laughs> How far did you get?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, they were getting names wrong from the opening kickoff. They uh, mentioned whoever the the, um, the kicker was. They, they got that name wrong. Um, they were calling both punters Tom Tupa for both teams. Even though he As they played should, he means
2: fantastic.
1: Yep. Uh, they didn't understand penalties. They couldn't understand that uh, loss of you get a loss of down on intentional grounding. It took them, I think, two intentional groundings or maybe three for them to actually understand that that was happening. And then Dan kept bringing up how painful it must be for uh, Patriots fans to watch Curtis Martin have so much success. And he kept bringing that up over and
0: over again. Because he's a dickhead. Imagine a YouTube right, but that's fair. Of Dan Deedoff fucking up, that'd be longer than this podcast episode.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could do a special well, episode of everything Dan Duda. I was going to
2: say, I think Andy, that's a challenge.
1: It's a passion project of mine. Let's do this. <laughs> but seriously, like every time they'd make a, a call on a play, they would get it wrong initially. It's like, oh, he was out of bounds, and then like as you see the the referee come over saying he caught it in bounds. It's like, yeah. I, I. I I thought I was remembering it wrong. And I just had this like pent up anger over like somebody who was mediocre, but no, no, he's, he's awful. <sighs> he's still,
3: right. Theodore? what?
1: I, I think he's he retired recently. No, I don't think so, uh, but he, he, quite he still going for a while. Yeah.
3: Hey, good for him. You know, he's, he's not, he's not cynical. He's just kind of a goof.
1: He's I just watching a different mind. game than I am.
3: I, I think it's kind of fun watching him. Cause it's like, He's like the doofus uncle, you know. He's just like bumbling around, he's screwing up, and it's, it's it's as entertaining as like a good commentator, you know.
1: Nah, because he feels so condescending about it. Like he knows more than like the people he's talking to. He's really, he's talking down to you, but he's getting it all wrong. I think yeah, that's that's what I have with. He's,
2: uh, he's sort maybe, of like not in on the joke.
1: Maybe, maybe I've got the anger issues or something. I find it
2: infuriating. Yep, do you want to talk about
0: those uh, <laughs> issues? Well, what, I was what are you trying earlier, to say, I was, Craig? I was thinking Dan Fouts. Who's worse?
3: Oh, Fouts is terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's bad. So, Deardorff is worse. Uh, this is yeah, this like, is the, the
1: hill that I die on. Deardorff no, is worse. Give me
0: Fouts. I hate Fouts.
1: No, Joe. You know, this is what because I guarantee, as we go through these games, the Patriots will get a lot of Dan Deardorff, and you guys will come around because he is. I even I, I remember him. I, I remember specifically, I think it was a Bills game, but it was a punt, and he he. I think he was watching a different game because he That's was talking about it being a, a kickoff, and he it, it had like the wrong teams he was talking about. It was just completely wrong, and every single aspect of, of the commentation. I, think I just made a word up there. I'm so angry. You can commentation out.
2: Hey, can we Circle back and talk about your anger issues for a second.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently Greg was uh was about to to drop some knowledge on that. I know he's got some some insight into my anger issues.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I worked pools with you for two summers, and I've never How'd seen someone get so mad at traffic in my entire life.
1: <laughs> and now I commute into Boston, and nothing has changed.
2: Oh God, are you wor- working on those issues? I mean, I guess yeah. by talking about it, we're we're starting the process
1: <laughs> fixing that. But the, yeah. the thing is, like, that's the only thing that gets me angry is traffic. And bad but once I'm angry, like, saying. well,
2: <laughs>
3: and right. and the
1: referee. All right, all right. Let, let me rephrase that. The things that get me angry are the things that don't work the way they should. Traffic oh. is one. <laughs> Dan Theodore is the other.
3: You should uh. You should start list. Should start what? A list call
2: your hit list oh, oh boy <laughs> um i'm getting a little uh, uncomfortable here
1: <laughs> can't wait to see this come up in a court hearing
2: i uh, don't condone anything that's been said so far <laughs> including anything that i've said
1: well i'm cutting all the i'm cutting everything you just said out mike so don't worry about it
0: don't use this in dan new trial <laughs> exhibit a <podcast. laughs>
1: oh god
2: On his uh, tombstone or whatever it says, uh, you know, bad commentation.
1: (laughs) That's what happens to get angry. You just start making up
2: words.
1: (laughs) Well, what's what's the verb for? The past participle of commentate? I don't know what I'm looking for. What's the noun version of it? I don't know.
0: Again, big fan about how Patriots
1: this podcast has
0: been.
2: (laughs)
1: I know. Oh, this yeah. is
2: like, you're taking me back to like the classroom. I mean, I'm getting a, a mini panic attack right now. I don't know if you guys know that.
1: Good. Well, that, that, that puts you in the right mood for watching this football game, I think. So let's, uh, well, wait, wait,
2: wait. let's back
3: up. Let's talk about Mike's panic issues.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to those. I'm sure I, they'll come out naturally. Yeah, I, I, mean, this, I don't know how long we want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So let's talk about, um, the players in this game. Because the starting lineups were a who's who of forgettable AFC East players, I think.
2: Well, except for the Jets D, right? Well,
1: I, I think except for the, the Patriots D, more than anything. Even the Jets D didn't have a ton of names.
2: I don't know. I thought that like, every time they said something, maybe it was just because I was so familiar with them. But what's happening?
1: Oh, Steve is not paying any goddamn attention. Steve is doing? a mute button, I think. think
2: maybe.
0: Yeah, my roommate came home and didn't want to make a ton of noise. Yeah, well, you're doing a great fucking job.
3: Yeah, put the baby on. Yeah, (laughs) I'm kind of interested
1: in what they think. (laughs) Greg, you're... Hey-oh. I'll be cutting this part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give it a listen.
1: Steve's (laughs) going to make this so hard to edit, I can feel it already.
2: (laughs) Give it a listen, (laughs) see how it feels, then make your decision, okay?
1: (laughs) Greg, last week, the, the last episode we did, halfway through, he was like, all right, I got to go. I got to eat dinner. And he just fucking left halfway through the podcast. Yeah.
0: Halfway <laughs> yeah, through, like yeah. 90 minutes in. It yeah. wasn't. It was, it was like forty.
1: We
2: have five minutes yeah. of good material in that 90 minutes. Don't you understand this? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. So, Mila, you're talking about the Jets defense? You think? Yeah, David, I, 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 I had four names I recognize. There's John Abraham. Hey, legend. Who's was a monster? He was. They they were comparing him to um, what's his name, Derek Thomas, which I thought was a, a little overboard, but okay. Uh, James I don't know, Ferrier. He was pretty good in his time. He was, but he was no Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas had seven sacks in a game, didn't he? Seven, I think. Could be. Like that's that's I don't think he quite got. I also down.
0: remembered him as a Falcon, and James Ferrier as a Steeler.
1: Yes, that was the other name. Like I don't True. remember these yep. guys as Jets so much. Um. so yeah John Abraham James Farrier Mo Lewis for obvious reasons and then Victor Green only because he became a Patriot the next season in
2: the what about like Aaron Glenn and Sean Ellis those guys were pretty good I
1: mean their their names like kind of recognize, I guess
2: uh, yeah well, I mean I think, Aaron Glenn wasn't I think, Aaron exactly Glenn's like, a, I think he's a Hall of Famer if I'm not mistaken Aaron Glenn yeah sure no
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> John Ellis was the guy that they the draft pick they got from Belichick, though. I know that.
2: Oh, was he really? Hey, we never really addressed that. Maybe that's for another time, but we should talk about that. What's that? The uh, the whole, like, how Belichick got to be uh, Patriots head coach uh, and how he left the Jets to begin with and started this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a fair thing to do. I don't know if we'll touch on it today because we're already, what, 45 minutes in, but and we haven't actually talked about the game.
2: <laughs> right, but, but we're technically three minutes in, so... Yeah, so that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'd say there was more names on the Jets' defense than the Jets' offense. Because it was basically Curtis Martin, and that
3: was it. Wayne Krabet?
1: Yes, Wayne Krabet, only because he was the original white slot receiver the original lunch pail guy, the
0: Vinny test that name ring a bell.
1: Yeah. So Vinny test for as old as he was in this game, he was 37, almost 38. I think by the end of the season, he's still what five years younger than Tom Brady is still playing right now. Brady is 40, Brady 42 or 43,
2: 42. I believe.
1: I think he turns 43 this year.
2: Yeah,
3: it did stick as like the two most unathletic quarterbacks I've ever seen in one game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Well, with three, right? I mean, if you're including Brady Bledsoe and Sester <laughs> <Brady.
3: laughs>
1: That's true.
2: One Brady two, was seven, back then. Two, what?
1: I, I Yeah, say that again.
3: I could say you could even make the analogy that there were two twin towers standing back there.
2: Oh yeah, cut that one. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. Okay, we're not oh, doing that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so 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 which one went down first? Because that we would be not, We're not doing this, guys. We're not oh, you know, doing this. I'm cutting all of this. Like, out, Jesus Christ!
2: I'm about ten seconds away from walking off of this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not making the final cut. Jesus. <laughs> That's brutal. I'm
2: not gonna say well played, but now, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it does. Um, but I did think that both of these um, lineups kind of were very similar to each other. Like you had a uh, an older quarterback who was on his last legs, um, a team that was focus, an offense that was focused around the running game on both sides with no-name receivers at the time. And then, like, the, both strengths were the, the defense on both sides. And those are the names that you recognize. And, it's like, all the stats were almost yeah. exactly even, too, all the way across the board. Like, these were probably the perfectly matched teams.
3: I had a note on that as because the, they were showing um, uh, Curtis Martin's, like, numbers from the year before, and it was, like, 1,200 yards. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. 3.8 yards a carry. So I looked up, like, like uh, rushing attempts players had back then. And if you look from that season, there's, like, 10 or 12 guys with 300-plus attempts, and there was only one last year. Oh, wow. And Saquon was two hundred and sixty. So, like, rushing, like, workhorse running backs has, like, completely changed since then.
1: Yeah. And I think the pages may have been kind of the driving force for that, where they just have a stable of mediocre guys who they can just cycle through when one gets hurt. Because I think that was the problem is if you had that workhorse and he went down, you kind of fucked.
2: Well, do you think that it stemmed from, um, I mean, obviously Robert Edwards was supposed to be the next big running back for the Patriots a couple of years prior. And obviously he went down. You're sort of like I think they were like running back hell for a while.
1: I yeah, because they, um, they were trying to like cycle through if that was like a
2: correlation. Right, yeah, right, yeah.
1: And I think the in 2000 they were starting Kevin Falk is there mm-hmm. every down back, which did not work very well.
3: Mm-hmm. Probably guy, had but... some like as a community right uh, committee because you had Falk and he knew he was good, but you couldn't use him in that role. So you're like, yeah. all right, third down back. Yeah. Right. Antoine Smith just plow up the miss. So, like, hey, let's use them both, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you had J.R. Redmond in there, too, for I don't know. Although I mean, you say all that. And then if you watch this game, the leading rusher was the fullback, Mark Edwards.
2: Which, I mean, I thought he had like a hell of a game until his mishap. Until his both mishaps. He fumbled it twice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But I love the guy. Apparently, those are his first two fumbles as well, like of his career. Was this the at the point where? As I say, was this at the point where it, it clearly wasn't at the point where, like you know, you'd be in the Belichick doghouse if you messed up.
1: I don't think they had the doghouse erected yet.
2: <laughs> they weren't
1: good enough to be able to put so. people in the
2: doghouse. What were you going to say? They put them out white uh, Out wide.
1: But, yeah, like they they were throwing to him like split them out wide. Like he seemed like he was the offensive weapon, which, if your fullback is your offensive go-to weapon, that's probably not a great sign. I don't think, even in two thousand one. Mm. But I mean, should we touch on the whole Curtis Martin stuff? Since I don't know if we'll get a chance to do it further down the line. Like the whole, yeah. Because I, I looked yeah. into the whole tr- like Curtis Martin trade, and basically it was a bit of a poison pill, and I think this was when all the poison pill stuff was going on. Cause I remember there was, there was one that was a tipping point. I think it had to do with the Vikings and an offensive lineman or something like that.
3: What is a poison pill?
1: The poison pill is they would put um, like, if a team is trying to sign somebody, I think like the, the Vikings, they were trying to sign some Cowboys offensive lineman or something like that. And so they put a, a poison pill in where like the, because if he was a restricted free agent for instance it would put something in like if if you if the the guy gets more than um you know 50 yards rushing in the state of texas you would uh you would have to pay him like a five million dollar bonus sort of thing so the cowboys obviously couldn't match that so then he would be able to he'd be free to sign with a different team oh that's genius yeah oh absolutely
0: Um, I've heard of that. Yeah, well, they they got rid uh, of it because it started. Who was it? Charles Clay going to the Bills not too long ago? Like, they just structured it so like all the salaries in the first year.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it still kind of happens, but they got rid of a lot of the egregious stuff where you couldn't do that. Um, But this was before that, so yeah. Basically, the poison pill and the Curtis Martin one was like he was running out of his his original rookie deal and so the jets offered him like a uh what looked like a huge contract um but they also had a clause that prohibited the the team from using the franchise tag which means he could be an unrestricted free agent the next year um and so the page couldn't resign because they they risked losing the year after but um, and then they wouldn't get any draft picks or anything like that, like comp picks and that sort of stuff. So uh the Jets signed him for a big contract, and it was probably gonna be bigger than what the Patriots would have signed him for anyway, because they thought he was kind of on the decline, which he wasn't, but um there was like a whole bunch of like extra money added in that wasn't actually real money, um, just to kind of steal him away. Because the Patriots offered Martin. Six years at twelve million dollars and the Jets ended up paying him a five year twenty-eight million dollar contract. Mm. So you got a, you got a bunch more. I mean it's probably the best decision for Curtis Martin, but it's suck for Pat's fans.
0: All I remember is being I just couldn't help go ahead. Steve go, ahead. go. I said all I remember is being hurt by Curtis Martin betraying me, stabbed me in the back. Yeah, <laughs> Judas.
3: Yeah,
2: that's a that's a middle school opinion right there. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> he it I just couldn't help. I mean, I wrote the note like do you think that the I mean, they won like 3 out of 4 Super Bowls. Do you think if Curtis Martin all things equal, he's the only difference was you know, on those teams that they would have gone four in a row? I mm-hmm. mean or would they have like emphasized him too much maybe?
3: He had some great years in New York.
2: He did. Yeah.
3: Like you, I have his stats brought up right now. And he had, looks like, seven, eight straight 1,000-yard seasons for the Jets. Yeah. Ooh,
1: and I, I don't, I think, uh, I saw a stat where he was only one of like, there was only two other guys who had done it for seven years in a row or more. And one of them was Barry Sanders. And I can't remember who the other one was. But, you know, big names sort of thing.
2: But you're not thinking four in a row with him.
1: Um, I don't think, because I think 2002 they didn't lose. It wasn't because they didn't have a running game. Mm. I think it was just because they had a Super
0: Bowl hangover more than anything. It's something with Brett Favre. I remember hating Brett Favre because of the 2002 season.
1: Brett Favre is, a, is the reason we missed the playoffs
2: twice. I just uh remember hating him because he would send dick pics to people, and I didn't think that was appropriate.
0: You <laughs> didn't like his dick pics, Mike? No, when I saw, it, I'm <laughs> not a fan. Or were you just mad you didn't get them?
2: Ah, uh, who says I didn't? Oh, touche. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: all right. Let's um.
3: Well, wait. One more comment on Curtis Martin. Yeah, his stats are crazy. He played 11 years, mm-hmm. and he had a thousand yards in 10 of those seasons.
1: Jesus pretty good. That's pretty impressive.
3: He had almost 1,700 rushing yards a year before he retired.
1: Yeah, just for running back to play for 11 straight years and still be that
2: productive, I think. Yep. Now that's a guy who's right sure you'll in, see uh, that again. He should be in the Hall of Fame, I think. I agree. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Can somebody check that? I don't know. <laughs>
3: No, he's
2: not in the Hall I don't think so. Well, that's a freaking travesty. We should spend the rest of the time talking about that bullshit. <laughs> uh, other question. <laughs> Has enough time passed? I have no idea.
3: Mike, I checked your Aaron Glenn take, too. He's not in the Hall of Fame, either. Yeah, I, I checked
0: that <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to double-check that one, but all right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh,
1: Jesus. Um yeah i mean i'm I'm not too worried about spending all this time talking about Curtis Martin and 9 nine eleven because there's not much to talk about in the actual game itself mm. um, but uh let's just talk about the Jets for a bit. Um, they did go ten and six this year.
2: Wait a minute, uh, Curtis Martin is in the Hall of Fame guys, Jesus is he? yeah I'm <laughs> fact checking right here <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so you're you're one for two on Hall of Fame calls. Good.
2: That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. All right. It's back to 500.
2: Yo, uh, you know like who else? I got Sam Theodore from the Pro
3: Football Hall of Fame.
2: <sighs> I'm not going to fact just, check that because
1: yeah. yeah, because if he actually is, that's going to make me angrier than the fact that you're just telling me that he is. I'm just going to believe <laughs> well, you're saying that to make me angry.
3: He received the Pete Rosell Radio Television Award from the Pro F- Football Hall of Fame. Uh,
2: For freaking commentation! <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> uh,
1: Mike, you, you might get a high back to this.
2: <laughs> you would not know talent if it hit you in the face, is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Neither would the Commentation Hall of Fame either, apparently. Oh, God damn it, Dan Deodorov. Fucking useless. I am. I'm, I'm going to put together a, a super clip of him saying shit wrong. Uh, my new passion project.
2: Got a sick mustache though.
1: <laughs> he did. I'll give him that. Um so yeah, so the Jets finished third in the AFC East, uh made the playoffs. Three teams in the AFC East made the playoffs. So AFC the least? I don't think so.
3: It, it, the Dolphins or the Bills? Uh,
1: uh yeah. I believe it's the Dolphins, yeah. I don't think the Bills were good at this point. This was their that's Jim good. Kelly hangover era.
2: Which continues that's to pretty be. bad hangover too. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, no, it was the Colts. Wasn't, wasn't it? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah.
3: They
1: were Patriots, in there.
2: Yeah, Patriots, Colts, Jets were the three AFC East teams. Um, really forgot. Yeah. I mean, can we just say uh, Jim Kelly, four straight Super Bowls? I mean, I don't know if he was the quarterback for all of them, but that is a pretty bad hangover. And I don't know if they've made the playoffs since. So that's terrible.
1: Uh, they made it once. They were nine and seven a couple years ago.
2: That's they made the playoffs, and they lost to uh the Jags
1: uh in a game that ended like 6 3.
0: And the music, city oh,
2: America. you're right. Oh, yeah. I remember that.
1: Oh, yeah, and the mer- music, city miracle where they lost to the Titans on that throwback oh, yeah. like, on the kickoff.
2: Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yep, okay. Yeah. Wow, an like, illustrious
1: playoff <laughs> career, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the they would end up losing the wild card to the Oakland Raiders, which I think we will end up touching on later. Head coach is one of my favorites, Herm Edwards. This is yeah, this is his first year as an NFL head coach. Um, really, he was with the Jets, yeah, until from here until 2005, and then with the Chiefs, obviously, from 06 to 08. and then I think from there he just went to college. I know, I know, he's coaching college now. Arizona, Arizona State. State. Yeah, okay. And it was great to have him in the league because uh, the Patriots would go 9-2 and two against Harm Woods' coach teams. One two games. Between 0-1, and 0-1. Yeah, and this was one of them. Uh, I
0: guess, yeah. But that was He <laughs> <Brady> went 9-1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically.
1: Um, and also, another the only other coach of note was Bob Sutton, who was the linebacker's coach which with this linebacking crew you think would be a good thing, but then you see the historically bad Chiefs uh, uh, defense of last year and how he was fired for being absolutely god awful. That's a fun note.
2: He, he just brought th- everything th- down.
1: Well, that was the idea. Right, Herm Edwards, <laughs> he'll do that to a guy, <laughs> to a podcast. Um, you should talk Andy. What?
3: You should talk to somebody.
1: What about about yeah. my anger towards yep. people? <laughs> people I've never met. It is. It's people I've never met. If I if I meet you, I'm less likely to be angry at you. I think.
2: I don't know. I think I've made you pretty angry over the years. So that's a false statement. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it's the other way around, yeah. actually. Yeah, it has actually been <laughs> that way for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the headbutt that I gave you in the face, that was by accident. If we're putting the cars I, Look, on the you, you just
2: can't let it go. You know, I could have, <laughs> I mean, I don't condone violence, but things could have gone a million <laughs> different ways. And I'm a peaceful man. And he just won't let this, the headbutt thing go. And I don't understand. I mean, it's the headbutt of 15 years ago, for crying out loud.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: I don't know what he's telling you guys, but um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just frankly sick of it. <laughs> oh. That's not what I've heard. Something just came to mind that I wanted to bring
3: up, oh. just to give a little color to the conversation. Is I was watching The Big Lebowski the other day, and oh, okay, he's the bowler. That's
2: yeah, I'm the Jesus.
3: No. Like.
2: <laughs> look, I may or <laughs> may not have heard that about fifty thousand times. Um, so thanks for being fifty thousand and once. And I was also dressed up as that gentleman for halloween some year so yes, if you can find uh, those pictures you
1: brought it upon yourself
2: okay it'll be a, a treat for you if you can dig that up <laughs> that would be a treat head uh, hair net at all and i think i'm licking a bowling ball so
1: yeah in, in the purple jumpsuit right
2: yeah purple jumpsuit the whole shebang yeah we won't talk about what his character is because i didn't really think about it until after i wore the costume that i probably don't want to be associated with that guy as a character but it did look like
1: I don't remember the character in the movie.
2: I think the character in the movie allegedly may or may not have spent time with children. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I may have not been aware of that fact. Yeah, this I wasn't happened. sure
1: that's where that was headed, but all right. Okay.
2: <laughs> do <laughs> Moving on. We all make mistakes, guys.
1: Speaking of pedophile, how about the first half of this football game?
2: Oh boy, yeah. I'm I'm gonna leave now, guys. Thank you, thank you so much, guys.
1: <laughs> what are you, Steve? Uh, do we think he's really gone? No, I don't think he's really gone. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about a, this football game. You know, now that we're we're like 45 minutes into this, 55 minutes into this, uh, it's gonna be a lot of editing.
2: All right. I decided to come back, guys. All right? okay. Thank <laughs> I'll give God you one more that. chance. I'll give you one more chance. I couldn't stay quiet for that long, so <laughs> we'll give this another go. Uh, all right, let's oh, do this. But I'm, I'm on the edge. All right, Mike, lead
1: lead us off for the first half. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on the first half of this game.
2: The first half, I would say top 250 games I've ever seen played out. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you why. Um, one, uh, that that Jets D was just tough as nails. Uh, I remember, like we said, those those started star studied team there. Um, the punter Lee Johnson again. I said it last time. I'll say it again. Star punter. Uh, what else can you say? The guy's number one in everything. He's um, punted
1: for forty-two miles or something it,
2: like that total. It, exactly. It doesn't oh. matter that he played for seventy-two years. He's <laughs> amazing. Um, for
1: bottom of the barrel teams, his entire career.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, the run game, I felt, was far better just uh, optics wise. Um, yeah. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but I thought, I mean, they used four guys like you touched on, but they were pretty, pretty solid. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys thought it was a, uh, it was an, a, an obvious upgrade, or if you even knew. I mean, uh, that that Antoine Smith would sort of be the the guy.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel like it from this game. It felt like they were sharing the low Like like we t- touched on earlier, it was a lot of Mark Edwards mm-hmm. get, getting actual physical handoffs. Uh, my guess is going back to like I think it was Greg talking about the doghouse. Um, I, I don't think we I don't remember seeing as much Mark Edwards. Um, but then again, I may just not be remembering correctly. But uh, I feel like, when thinking about the O one season, you think about Antoine Smith being the workhorse, mm. and that wasn't happening in this game. It was it was much more spread out. There was a whole lot of J R Redmond and Mark Edwards and Kevin Falk getting
2: carries in this game. Yeah, I mean, it was all pretty even. Um, but what stood out to me in the first half was the uh, unbelievable play of Drew Bledsoe. Um, Okay. I feel like essentially every good play that he made was followed by a horrible one right after. <laughs> yes. <I was> hoping <laughs> it, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it happened Ooh. time and time again. It was actually amazing. It was. Yeah, so, I mean, that, so it, true.
3: That one intentional grounding where he's about to get sacked and he just like flipped it, skyarm into the <laughs> yeah. top. <and> it's so <laughs> <blessed> <laughs> it was so blessed, hurt.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. Or or they got down to uh the goal line and it's uh fourth and goal and they're going for it and then Bledsoe gets
2: uh delay a game. Yeah, the red zone and, well, and oh. it, Yeah, and then the crazy thing was that it was fourth down, and you know, some Bill Belichick mind games, uh they do a long snap or long count, and then they somebody goes off sides, they get the first down, and then he pulls that right after.
1: Oh yeah, on the but, on the field goal attempt, right? Because yep. yeah, it, yeah. it was a chip shot field goal, fourth and three or whatever it was. And they do a hard count on the field goal to get the defense to jump off. And that gets them the first down. And then they drive down to the goal line and then they kick a field
3: goal anyway. <laughs> that was genius. I'm surprised more people don't do that. A hard count on a field goal. Yeah, I don't count? remember yeah. seeing
2: that too much. Yeah,
3: no, yeah, that dude. was very
1: Belichickian. I loved it
3: but every coach in the world does the it's fourth down and we come out and we hard count and let the clock run out. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> it never works. It's never worked ever. But every coach is like, Oh, I'm going to get them on this one. <laughs> it's true. So, all right. to <laughs> go for a fourth and then they just don't. And you're like, that sucks.
1: So, okay. I, I agree with you hundred percent, but recently the pages have started doing this thing where, on fourth down, they'll leave the offense out and they'll kind of linger, and all of a sudden the offense will sprint off the field and the punt team will sprint on. And then yeah, I punt hate it. that. I don't hate know it. why. But you know it's like one of these mind games, and they're doing it for some specific reason. I just don't know what it is.
3: Yeah, it's the fuck with the fans because like, oh, we're going to go for it. know uh, we're not.
2: <laughs> He's probably not fond of the fans or the media or his team or maybe even his himself. Life. So, other, exactly, <laughs> Just people in general. Yeah, Demarius Thomas. Oh yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. It's also interesting that players are starting to speak out a little bit more, a little bit more Belichick stuff. I don't know if that's social media driven or whatnot, but interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it the only guys I've ever seem to to speak out about that stuff are guys who don't spend much time here. Mm. Um, who was the the Colts wide receiver that? We picked up, and then he retired because it was too
2: hard. Reggie Wayne. Oh, Wayne Cravett. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Reggie
0: Cassius man, Wayne. Cassius Mr. Uh, I guess. I guess. Down. I mean. That tattoo underneath your eyes. Yes.
2: Man. Yeah. Reggie Wayne. So Wayne Cravett. Back to the game. Yeah. Um. No, but my my final note of the half is that uh, Drew Bledsoe had 17 yards passing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't great. No, um, but also I think that they also mentioned. Remember how we were talking about Terry Glenn was suspended for the year by Bill Belichick. Yeah, Did that end up being like a four-week suspension after the fact.
1: So yeah, I think the league gave him a four-week suspension, and then he came back. He must have come back because Tom Brady's first ever touchdown pass was to Terry Glenn, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And then, so he must come back. And then I think other shit happened. And then Belichick just got sick of him and suspended him. But we should definitely look that up for the next podcast. Because, yeah, I, I first thought that he was suspended for the year. But I don't think that ended up happening.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think I I think I saw them say that it was like he got suspended by the league. And then he just didn't show up to like training camp and practice. So the Patriots yeah. were like, we'll just suspend for the year but it must have changed mm. at some point.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the only other thing that I had for the first half was the um, emergence of the tuck rule. Because mm. on yeah. uh, the only one long drive that the Jets had. They were driving. They were in the red zone. And Testaverde um, got hit as his arm was, like, pulling the ball back down again. Pages recovered the fumble, but then they overturned it, and the Jets ended up getting a tying field goal at the end of that, yeah and this game ended 3-3 it's
2: funny that they don't like bring that up when the tuck rule was discussed you know they kind of make it seem like that was the first time anyone had re- even thought of that right um, and and yes re- yeah. right. right exactly yeah
1: foreshadowing shall we say
2: right
3: that crazy me great I was actually having that conversation with some at my work today about like the Lions the missed calls in the Lions game yeah I was like Like they miss calls all the time. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. And the kid was like, "Oh, well, you don't understand because you're a Patriots fan and you get every call." It's like, no, you're just bitter, so you like the calls that went for the Patriots stick out in your mind. Like, yeah, the calls that have gone against that—it's like any team in the NFL. So stop bitching about it.
1: Where's the fun in that? I agree with you, man. I love being angry about things. Remember, I'll bitch about all of this.
3: Yeah, I still say true.
1: Eli Manning should have been called in the grasp in the on the helmet catch. <laughs> <laughs> everything, Andy. You got problems, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good talk. It is toxic. I love it. Yeah, so uh, going back to the 17 yards passing, uh, the, the total yards in the first half, the Jets had 136 and the Patriots had 90.
0: Yikes. Yeah. It was tough to
1: watch. It was rough. The second half wasn't much better. Should we? Should we start with that though? Sure. All right. Who's who's got notes on the second half? Oh, everybody. Great. Um, all right. I can
2: jump in here, man. I got some crazy, crazy notes, notes man. I got like it. seven highlighted things. Uh, we'll go with pink first. Oh um, right, yeah, give me pink. No, I, I mean uh, <laughs> um, basically, it was just more Bletto uh, uh, genius play. I mean, I have it here. <laughs> Beautiful bomb to Troy Brown for for in the fourth, right for a touchdown. Um, or yeah, fifty eight yarder. And then yeah. he uh, he throws a pick in the end zone, returns to midfield. So I guess it wasn't a touchdown. Uh, no. So yeah, fifty eight yard pass. They make it down the field, throws a pick right after. That's Did you class. see
1: the replay when they were showing the pick? Um, and all. I think there was two or three receivers to the right side of the field in the right corner of the end zone. In the left corner, there was one receiver, and I believe it was either five or six defenders around him. And Bloods was like, mm. "Yep, yeah, no, that's my choice. Throw it to the left."
2: <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, but isn't it isn't it kind of funny? Like Soldier Bloods. I I get a sick kick out of it looking back. Yeah. I think it's so. Yeah. But I think that, but this was my <laughs> point. Go ahead, Jay.
3: You, you, you remember the feeling. It comes back so quickly of like, yeah, Bledsoe's awesome, but he also sucks.
0: Like, what is
3: he doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: It was that very familiar feeling of futility at the end of games. Like, yeah. well, we were kind of in it, but, you know, this is what happens. We're the Patriots. You know?
2: I mean, but if you look at it this way, he kept it interesting every week. Like with Brody, yeah. Brady, oh. you know, you kind of no. know what to expect.
1: Well, we do now, but I think back in 01, I think the difference for this team and the reason they turned around was it was still the same. I I think Brady wasn't any better than Drew Bledsoe, but they were still keeping close in the end of games and Brady would make that one last play at the end of the game to get the W instead of losing the game. Yeah. And that's True. how they that's kind the of difference. ran the whole team like all the way through 04. Or until like even '07, when Brady got his weapons.
3: Yeah, I think Wedso is a more talented quarterback, like stronger arm. They both can't move, so like it was all about like decision making and like situational football that Brady was way better at.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and that was how Belichick ran the team, which I think is probably why Brady moved up the depth chart so quickly, is because he could he understood yeah. the the situational aspect of it better than the other guys.
3: Yep. Oh, yep. So
1: maybe maybe when people say tom brady
2: is a system quarterback that's the system they're talking about
3: they're right they're right he is
2: yeah what an intelligent guy who makes good decisions and wins games
1: a, a guy who his is focus on the situational aspect of things is better than others that system i guess no, we'll, yeah we'll, i mean we will workshop that we'll workshop that we'll get there
3: <laughs> how could we spend on this
0: <laughs> he's elite but he's not joe flacco elite
2: <laughs> and is... that that one playoff run yeah we're, we're not going to talk about that playoff run i mean flacco's playoff run was worth what 130 million dollars or whatever the hell it was yeah it was a lot of money yeah that, so that, that basically was...
1: ruined the the ravens which is great
2: yeah for years yeah
1: it's still recovering all right so i mean that's kind of the only thing that happened in that half right was
0: there anything else no nope. really. I don't have no, lights. No, I mean there. I ran
2: out
0: of what was that? Game over, turn lights off, go to bed. Nothing interesting else happened at the Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the end Yeah, but highlighters uh,
2: dried up pretty quick.
0: Drew Bledsoe got
1: pulled um because of performance, right? That's what they said. I, got yeah, I, I I have the I have the quote here from uh none other than our favorite Dan Dierdorf. We're being told Bledsoe's replacement is not because of injury. And there was I mean, actually some
2: some Belichick mind game. The, well, there was a
1: full article in the Boston Globe the next day, basically bitching about like Dan DiDio or bitching about no, not Dan. Diedorf, it was uh whoever the sideline reporter was, I don't remember her name. Uh, but basically, she went up and asked the PR people, and like, yep, yeah, no, nope, it's not an injury related thing. And everybody's like, yeah, it is. Like apparently, even Gil and Gino on the uh, the radio broadcast were like they're saying it's it's not an injury thing.
2: Well, and I mean, we're obviously talking about Mo Lewis's hit on Bledsoe and sort of him kind of finishing out that drive and then being pulled. But he was standing on the sideline. What I think is insane is, didn't he have a, a punctured lung and like internal yeah. bleeding? And the guy yeah. is just standing on the sidelines like nothing happens. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, think uh,
1: they, they, uh, they interviewed Brady after the game, and Brady actually said something along the lines of, I was right there when you got hit. And uh, if I ever get hit that hard, I'm going to be in the hospital for a month. Like Drew Bledsoe can take a shot.
2: Oh, hell yeah, he can. I mean, he's tough. Um, But I I also couldn't see in the broadcast uh, that I was able to watch, but. I mean, wasn't his whole face mask like bent when he took that shot?
1: That's what they said. Yeah, but you couldn't see it. I mean, uh, you didn't really see him much with the helmet back on. Right. But yeah, it didn't Maybe it's I didn't one of those like legend see. things. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was bent, but it was just like not enough that you can actually see it, sort of thing. Right. It's technically bent.
2: I mean, I I, just looking back, I don't know if it was, uh, I definitely remembered seeing the bent face mask and just like how <laughs> gratuitous it was. So that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh,
2: it, was, it was good to confirm that. Seriously. <laughs>
1: Well, if you if we want to go conspiracy, I got one for you.
2: Oh, God. Uh, They're
1: it. all saying that, you know, uh, nobody really knew how hurt Bloodsoe was and that they put him back in the game and then they, they finally pulled him. I think they knew how hurt he was, but they put him back in the game anyway. But they just made him hand the ball off. All he did, he he did two handoffs and a shovel pass, and then they turned the ball over and he never saw the field again. I think they knew how hurt he
0: was.
2: So what what would be the uh, the purpose of that? As a decoy?
0: No, so you can get hurt more and Tom Brady can come in. Exactly. Oh, there you go. See? We got there.
3: Well, it was a one-score game, so they are probably hoping they could pull the game out.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that would probably be my guess. But Which Tom Brady
0: almost it, did. it, it,
1: They didn't seem like they were going to trust Bledsoe to throw the ball down. But to Steve's point, I think he's right. You put Brady in there and you expect him to look like the absolute goober that he looks like on his his uh, player profile picture there, mm. and like he just looked like normal Brady's out there, just calm and collected, picking up chunks of yards, actually moving the ball for the first time through the air in the entire game. He had more than seventeen passing yards, I think, in that drive, right?
2: <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think one of his passes was for like twenty some yards, so he must have.
2: Well, and it was interesting because obviously, I mean, he didn't have command of that, the the, the first team, you know. So yeah. uh, certain things were sloppy. He was a little bit slower than that maybe we're used to. But even in that sort of uh, two-minute drive, it, it still looked better than Bledsoe's had in the last like five years.
1: It did. It looked more under control. But you're right. It, it was a lot slower than you expect from a Tom Bray-led offense. Because it's such a well-oiled machine these days that they can run a two-minute offense in no time. Mm. But you're right. It was, yeah. I've uh, Let me see. He was 5 of 7 on the drive before he just started chucking in the end zone because they didn't have it. So, I mean, he was... walk walked right down the field.
0: Quarterback injuries. Pat Mahomes just went to the locker room.
2: Yeah. Oh, Wait, shit. is he playing right now? Oh, that's wild.
0: It's
1: Thursday night. That's right. I forgot. Uh Whoa. So, I don't, I'm pretty sure I've told one of you this, but my worry for Patrick Mahomes, because I love watching that dude play, was that he's going to be the next RG3, where he lights the league on fire for a year and nobody can stop him. But as soon as he starts, he gets that first injury, he just won't be the same guy. I'm a big fan
0: too. He's awesome.
2: Yeah, I man, love watching it, him. It's so fun to watch that guy play. Um, he's, a, he's amazing.
1: Did you know he used to be a shortstop?
2: No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to play He's play baseball.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, I was a baseball player, professional.
2: Yeah, I mean, hopefully he heals up. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, maybe when like if things go as as they seem to go, and uh, you know, Brady retires and whatever. I mean, this dude's gonna be lighting up all kinds of teams, and you know, it's not gonna be fun for the Patriots, perhaps, but it would be fun to see overall. But yeah, hopefully he doesn't hurt himself.
1: Stidham. I think it's gonna be him and Watson, him and Deshaun Watson. Not Jared Stidham. And those gonna some already? good battles. <laughs> Jared Stidham's already thrown a pick six. I wonder <laughs> how long <laughs> it took for <laughs> Brady to throw his first pick six. Good question. Stidham's just <laughs> yeah. ahead of the game.
2: Can we check the stats on that? I bet we could. Well, actually, that's good.
3: I may. Have Can we that. get a stat yeah. guy?
0: Oh, we gotta get a stat
1: yeah.
3: guy.
0: I am the stack. It's called bullshit up. on the stupid stuff you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Drew what you're Hall of Famer.
1: All right, here we go. Here I, we go. I, have... Actually, I have a list of Tom Brady's pick sixes. Uh, his first one was 2001, uh, October 28th against the Broncos in the fourth quarter. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that's year? the first one. Uh, he can play for Troy Brown's intercepted by Denard Walker at the thirty nine, and return for 39 yards for a touchdown. So when was that?
2: What, what year? Uh,
1: 2001. It'll be this year, uh, but oh, wow. it'll okay. be in November against the Broncos. Let's see what week that is. I don't know what week that is. Well, I
2: guess he wanted the stab guy. That was pretty impressive, actually. Where are you getting these numbers? <laughs> uh, hey, I don't if, know if, why if, I have this one saved, but I do. If, if this is like conspiracy themed based episode, then I'm starting to wonder why you have all these numbers and if I can trust them. But We can discuss amongst ourselves. This is a pro football
1: reference. I I actually had it up for some other thing. Uh, Something about guys, didn't Jameis Winston throw like two or three pick sixes in one single game recently this year? I I think it was him. Maybe it's him or Fitzpatrick or somebody.
0: Two and... Against the, nine yeah, the so, opening,
1: So I, I was looking up uh, how long ago it was since Brady's thrown two. And it was his second to last one was uh, December of 2017 against the Bills of all teams. And then the one most recent one was obviously the Falcons in the Super Bowl that same year. So that long cliff, man. Time ago. Yeah, that cliff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else want to talk about anything Brady did that jumped out to him?
2: I mean, I think he looked uh, faster than I remember.
1: Apparently he's faster now, but yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think he's more agile now, but I, I mean, I think he was like hauling ass on that one run.
1: Yeah, which was like three plays. It looked exactly the same as the one that Bledsoe got hurt on, yes. and it was like three plays later. But well, Brady dived out of bounds instead of slowing. I, I feel like Bledsoe slowed down and like pulled up instead of stepping out of bounds. Yeah, and just got walloped. Chinese I think he was tricks. like
2: bracing for the hit, maybe.
1: I guess I, I. I'm wondering because he got caught from behind, and I think that kind of threw him off balance. So he couldn't brace himself well enough, but still, like I don't know why he was slowing down. That's just so, so
2: you're bad. saying that. I, I mean, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you're saying I'm that bad. the reason that happened, he got hurt and he punctured his lung, was Bletto's fault.
1: Yeah, oh hundred
2: percent. That's that's fantastic. Who who we could have stepped out
1: of bounds three steps before he did, and instead okay, he was well, like, turn up we ever,
2: field and we take we on that, that, that man, if we ever interview him, I want. I'm sure you he to Tell him that if you can. No,
0: he will he, agree with me. Okay. I, I can feel it. Okay. I personally think it was the Illuminati.
2: <laughs> we're going that deep. huh? <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew the Patriots. We're Haven't you looked right? at
1: the one dollar yeah. bill? Come on. <laughs> this is the
0: chemtrails. He saw him in the sky.
2: <laughs> hey, you're right. I did watch that YouTube video that one time.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, it makes it all clear.
1: All uh, right, let's see. What else? Uh only other thing oh. I have were leftovers.
3: Oh. Live update. Greg's saying?
1: "Oh, live update. Let's go.
3: I got a lot. Joe Flacco fumbled the ball for a touchdown from Chiefs. Cool. <laughs> so we'll bring that up some now he's ruining the (laughs) good
2: we gotta get uh we gotta get regularly clear connection here
1: i know no kidding i'll mail him a microphone at this point it's brutal all right so the only thing i had left were leftovers um just from the broadcast in general them showing cmgi field in the background and the fact that it was going to be called cmgi field did you remember that? Yeah. yeah. That's a deep cut. That was.
2: Uh, uh, would you care to elaborate?
1: I actually looked up who CMGI was. Yeah. I don't even uh, know who it is. So apparently they were uh, a, like a web company that owned a bunch of. They're actually out of Andover, Massachusetts. They, but the article that I found was called Could CMGI have been the Google of Boston? So they were hmm. like, Big ass tech company that would buy smaller tech companies, and they owned. Uh, here we go. Uh, included companies like Alta Vista, Lycos, GeoCities, Raging Bull, which I vaguely remember, Snapfish, Yesmail, and others. So I think Alta Vista was their their big search engine that was supposed to be like,
2: Hell yeah, you know, the That's competitors. The
1: yeah, exactly. Alta Vista and Ask Jeeves and all of those and Yahoo, and obviously we know what happened. But they got hit big by the uh, the dot-com bubble. So they could no longer afford to rent the stadium.
3: I looked up uh, the, the worst stadium names Because that's <laughs> a bad name. I found one that this. It's in India. the cricket stadium. So this is a guy's name. So it's like Ralph Wilson or Lambeau. His name is Doc- Dr. Y.S. Rajasekhar. B D C A Cricket
2: Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like you you found I love we that.
0: What <laughs> did you Google up, to get Brady? there? Who needs a stats guy, huh? Nope. <laughs>
2: yeah, <right. laughs> I know. What was, what was I thinking? <laughs> uh,
3: Couldn't just made it Rod <laughs> Stadium? Come on, buddy.
1: <laughs> right. Now you gotta get the full name in, but It doesn't have the same effect, otherwise.
3: Seriously. Signature line with all the like
2: acronyms and bullshit. Oh, that's fantastic. What
1: were you gonna say, Mike?
2: Um, I don't know if you're gonna talk about the other leftover, but I was gonna bring up we're we gonna do the uh, the best and worst thing again because I do have one that um, it's actually a pretty good uh, Bletto play.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Give me your, give me your best and worst, Mike.
2: All right, uh, for best. Um, so Damian Woody fumbles the the shotgun snap, and Bledsoe dives <laughs> on the ball like a maniac, as like two like Jets are jumping on him. And it made me think of like, you know, Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, he's like deciding if he should jump on the ball, and he doesn't. Like they they could have won the game, and this is like, you know, against the the Jets week two, and <laughs> the, the guy is like putting his life on the line. So that was pretty <laughs> awesome.
1: That was great. That was that's classic True Bledsoe.
2: Love Bledsoe. Mm-hmm.
1: What did what did he do the play after? Because I bet it was a yeah. what, what did I call him? A butt clenched Bledsoe. Because oh, yeah. nothing makes you butt clenched tighter than Drew Bledsoe on third and long.
2: <laughs> that, that is great. <laughs>
1: because I, I like I was I, I knew the outcome of the game. I've watched this game before and it's from 2001. And every time he draw back on third and 12, I could it was like an instinct It was just like tighten up like, oh, oh. Ooh, oh oh, yeah no that was a bad decision every time so what's your what's best one my one? i like that but blitz. so that was that was his yeah. best what was your that worst was the
2: best <laughs> um every time somebody on the patriots touch the ball outside of tom brady pretty much <laughs> the worst um there's too much man there's like mark edwards there's all that stuff i mean i can't go into it
1: so all right i'm going to uh counterpoint that because my best was every time. Troy Brown touched the ball. Because I remember, like, obviously, I I, like have the soft spot for Troy Brown. And I'm always like, yeah, Troy Brown's my favorite Patriots. But I never like you kind of forget why until you go back and actually watch the game. And the dude is electric. And he was kind of the only weapon. It felt like he's he was the only weapon on the Patriots for years, but they never even really utilized him for whatever reason, but like he's returning punts and he's like not calling fair catches, even though there's three guys around him and still somehow managed to get 10, 15 yards on punt returns. Every time he catches the ball, he goes for 20 yards he's always
2: wide open. And I wrote down like that, that, that uh, return that he had, that was like for 23 yards, but it was like, it looked amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was in the second quarter, but yeah. Yeah. Every time he touches the ball, you're right.
1: Like he probably should have called a fair catch for it, but he's like, you know what? No, nah, I got this. And he, he sidesteps that first guy every time. It's like Edelman all right. when he used to return him. I'm
2: going gonna, I'm gonna to change my statement and say the worst is every time Bledsoe was involved in anything. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, all right. Because you're right. You convinced me. <laughs> it's quite a reversal.
1: Uh, Kind of. He's big. Mark I, think I think my... my 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 worst was um, watching Gerard Cherry try to be the poor man's Matthews. That one play Ooh. where he lit the returner up before the returner even caught the ball. <laughs> That's kind of rule number That's one of like one. being a gunner on the punt team is like not hitting the guy until he catches the fucking thing, and then he gets up like, "Whoa, what did I do?" It's like, man, you know Matthews <laughs> there,
3: dude. He took a risk. <laughs>
1: he sure did. <laughs>
3: Sometimes you got you gotta go for it sometimes, you know?
1: There was a quote in the paper the day after about him being like, Well, I think I kinda got pushed. I'm like, nah, I, I watched to see if you did. You didn't get pushed at all, bud. You just hammered through three guys to get <laughs> to the, the kick returner. On a mission. So that was my worst. Uh what about you, Steve? What's your best and worst?
0: That pick Blood So Three that we talked about was just awful. <laughs>
1: It was show best.
0: Come like they had like oh we can, we can do we got a little momentum here, and then and... so what's your worst? <laughs> and the best is definitely getting a little little taste of Tom Brady and what's to come, you know just an aperitif.
2: Uh, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: All right, Greg, give me some best and worst.
3: Yes, yeah, so I, di- I didn't have a best and worst, but I have one that we didn't talk about. I don't know if you guys caught this, but they were talking about Kevin Swain and how, so I looked up his Wikipedia. This guy at one point played 52 straight weeks of professional football. So he played for the NFL, the AFL, and the XFL all in one year. <laughs> Jesus. Fifty-two straight weeks of well, that's almost a full year of playing every week. That's <laughs> holy which crap. is that's outrageous. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe like the exit. This dynasty might last two iterations of the XFL if we're lucky, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which could be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. So that sounds like it's your best. So,
3: yeah, we'll call that my bet. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. That's all I had
1: though. Yeah. No, no, no worse. No, that's all I had. An eternal optimist. I like it.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: What about the, uh, I. you could use the, uh, the, the, the Jumbotron in the old Schaefer Stadium, whatever the fuck they were calling at this point, Foxborough Stadium. That thing looked beat. Looked like broken pixels and
3: shit. Do you hear them make in front of the uh, stadium, yeah. <clears throat> the commentators? Yeah. Where they're like, oh, they're gonna, sh- they're gonna sure miss this place, and then Deirdorf hit him with a knot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: fucking Deardorff. Of course, he uses the not joke. God.
2: Yep. You know what? All the band, Hall of fame. Man. Hall of Fame career.
3: <laughs> Hall of Famer.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not fact checking that. I'm just not going to do it. I don't. This is a
3: me. Hall of Fame episode of the podcast, in my opinion. I think I is, feel pretty I good about it. Yeah. Yep. I'm
1: mean, going to have to trim it down from the three hours that it took us to record it. but
3: Yeah, there's at least 23 good minutes in here. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised I mean, you can I... go
1: 24, Greg Brown. That feels like your number.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs>
3: well, there's still time, fellas. Another hour, we can get a minute out of it.
2: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm up for it if you guys are. Nope. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> i am all
1: done uh I have to go eat all right boys yeah i think I right. think this was good
3: same time next week
1: absolutely sounds right. like a plan um who's
3: week three who are they playing week three
1: uh the colts i think yes oh awesome.
3: that's a great game yeah yep.
1: against uh the United, like colts who have uh scored i think 40 points in both the first two games because I remember seeing the score come really? across the bottom, and they yeah. had blown out the Bills this this week.
0: If you look at that, like stock ticker for scores, like the Colts were the only ones scoring like a regular nowadays yeah. NFL score back then. Yeah, every every other game was
1: like seventeen ten, except for the Colts who put up forty two. Mm-hmm.
0: So,
3: oh, this game is awesome. I I remember like a few plays from this game, yeah, me too. It's it's one of the best of the year for oh, sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, talk about that next time on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. As long as we are still going by then and haven't been kicked off of Apple <laughs> Podcasts for the shit that we said in this episode.
3: So join us next time. Bring it demonetized.
1: <laughs> I think you have to get monetized first before that happens, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting paid for this? <laughs>
3: uh.
1: All right, boys. Great show.
3: See ya. Bye, guys. I'll uh,
1: I'll talk to you soon. All
3: right. Later, guys. Love you. Oh, I love you, too. (laughs) Not you, Mike. I was
2: talking to Andy. Okay, I figured, (laughs) but I thought I'd jump in anyway. Love (laughs) you, Mike. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Bye, guys.